At home, turn us up. In your car, turn us on. At work, tell others about Talking with Ms. T, the talk show that's giving you trending topics, noted news, interesting interviews, community updates, and so much more. It continues right now. Ms. T. She'll do the talking. All you got to do is be a good listener. It's time for a new show, and here we go. This is Tanisha Baker bringing you the latest of the greatest show design with you in mind. Sound the alarm and let the bells chime. Let's get it going. It's Talking with Tea Time. It's August 14th, and if today is your birthday, you share it with your birthday mates, the beautiful Holly Berry, starring in a new movie entitled Kidnapped, which, by the way, had me on the edge of my seat. NBA legend Magic Johnson, who recently invested in LaGuardia Airport, actor Antonio Fargus, also known as Huggy Bear, and credited for making fish tank stacks a hit. It is also the birthday of actor and comedian Steve Martin. One week from today will be a total eclipse. The last eclipse of this nature occurred 38 years ago. In order to view the eclipse completely, you must be in what is called the line of totality. Just so happens, there are many places in Tennessee that fall within that line. In fact, I'm only about 20 minutes away from the line myself. With that being said, I plan to be there with my eclipse glasses, glow-in-the-dark clothes, glow sticks, and whatever else I can find to make the most of this moment. Now, people... They have these glasses for a reason. This is not the time to be doubting science. Eclipse or not, you cannot look directly at the sun without protective eyewear. When there is not an eclipse, we can see the sun and we know not to stare at it. During the eclipse, all things are equal, but we will not be able to see the sun. Yet the danger and potential damage to your eyes are still present. The sun can burn a hole through your retinas. Don't be that person that I'm going to read about on the news the next day that tried it anyway. In our area, all students will be given a free pair of Eclipse glasses. Other than that, if you don't already have a pair, you may find them hard to get because most of the stores are already sold out. Now the last thing. If you have the opportunity to go and get the full effect of the eclipse, I encourage you to do so. I heard a lecture on it and the presenter said that there will be colors created in the sky that we would never see other than during this event. Animals will start acting strange and the grass will even have like a gray silvery tint. This all sounds remarkable to me and I can't wait. Next Monday, I will share more information on the eclipse. But in the meantime, get your glasses and select a location. You just can't pull over on the side of the road. Well, I mean, I guess you can, but you're in risk of getting a ticket. We have been advised to treat this day as an inclement weather day. So make sure you got gas in your car, food in your house, in our area, We are the closest point to see the total eclipse for over 26 million people. So I'm just trying to keep you informed and don't say T didn't tell you. As a reminder, this month's theme is Know to Grow. And you are encouraged to stay on a continual quest for knowledge. There is a quote that states, An investment in knowledge pays the best interest. 
you are guaranteed a profitable return if you take the time to sow seeds of knowledge into yourself. Education opens many, many doors. Never stop learning and you will never stop growing. Now let's tune in to this week's tip from Tarika. Hello, this week's tip is talk to your kid about hygiene before someone else does, like their peers or someone at the school does it. Because the way they're going to do it, it may not be nice. And they know that when mom does it or when grandmother does it, it's not out of spite and it's not to make fun of. It is for them. It is important that when we smell our children or when our children have sleep in their eye or hair not comb, have that conversation with them. Don't just send them off. I mean, as hard as it may be, go ahead and have it. Now, it sounds simple. Believe it or not, people do let their kids, let their students go to school with slobber around their mouth, just out of control. This is just out of control. Go ahead and have a conversation with them. Tell them, now look here. Now, we're going to have to talk about this. Now, you know I'm doing it out of love. Everybody is not going to do it out of love. Some kids are mean-spirited, and they'll tell you just to make fun of you or just to have something to say about you. Then your feelings hurt. So I always, you know, at least try to tell the son, go in there and clean your nose out. You know, you, you're getting old enough now. You need to look in the mirror at yourself. You know, you say you don't care, but you care when somebody else says something about it. Then you're looking pitiful. So go ahead and. Have a conversation with it. If you get a whiff of some, you get a whiff of some bad breath. You get a whiff of some arms or some or some feet or something. Go ahead and have a conversation and tell them about it. I mean, you tell them. I'm I'm telling you because I love you. You know, not I'm not trying to make fun of you. So just make sure that we don't hold back. You know, I'd rather hurt my feelings and I know where I'm coming from than have somebody else hurt my child's feelings. So with that being said. Let's just make sure we're having those hard talks to our kids about hygiene and about how to care for themselves and look out for themselves. And this is the tip for the week, and I've been talking with T. Today's happy highlights include a story about Officer Naran Jahanshan, who was called to a Walmart for a reported theft. When the officers arrived, they found the store had called an 18-year-old man for stealing a dress shirt, tie, and socks. After speaking to the shoplifter, it was discovered that the young man needed an outfit for an upcoming interview. They released the young man without charge, and Officer Jahanshan purchased the item, stating that arresting the young man would not have been in the best interest of anyone, and that the boy made a mistake in the interest of trying to get a job. The next story is not necessarily what I would call a happy highlight, but I do find it an interesting story of goodwill and sincerity. I was impressed to read that the mayor of Salt Lake County, Mayor Ben McAdams, spent three days undercover as a homeless man and said his experience was shocking on several levels. He said that it wasn't a publicity stunt, but that he was on a fact-finding mission. On the first night, he slept on the streets 
And the next night he slept in a shelter. He wanted to know why people would choose the street over a shelter. And he said he didn't feel safe and it was very chaotic. Um, some of the people he talked to said it was better to live on the streets than to face the drug abuse and the gang violence that takes place in the shelters. When Mayor McAdams got in line for a bed during the afternoon, he was turned away, but was able to get a mattress later that evening. He said he was drenched from the rain and by the time he got inside, he was too late for a blanket. Once he was inside, inside of the shelter, he saw Blatant use of drugs all night long and even some fights. Mayor McAdams said that during his three day experience, he was consumed by two questions where he was going to sleep and what he was going to eat. This experience reaffirmed his priority of moving families out of shelters. He also wants to reduce the intolerable lawlessness surrounding the road home, which is the shelter he was in. He also wants to fence off Rio Grande Street into a courtyard so that homeless individuals are separated from criminal predators. Additionally, Mayor McAdams hopes to expand behavioral health treatment beds and to relocate the liquor stores away from the area. He said he realized that his three days and two nights were really nothing but in helpful insights. This past weekend, culminated the celebration of the 8th of August Jubilee, which is recognized as Tennessee's Emancipation Day. In Knoxville, my hometown, we had a festival in the park with a lot of great artists, including recent voice winner Chris Blue. Today, I want to feature an artist that was present and that you've heard before on Talking With T. Carlton star Relaford featuring Titus and one of my faves, Jackie Hampton. Keep it where it's at. I'll be right back after we hear Mind Right. Color, you're sick, you're scared. 
Let's check out our Monday Minute Quick Bits and Trending News. Over $1.5 million in sales were raked in during an auction at Elvis's Graceland this past Saturday. I read that President Obama is returning to politics and Trump most certainly will not like it. Donald Trump has been described as having a, quote, unusual obsession with President Obama. And speaking of which, Barack Obama Day is the newest holiday in the state of Illinois, which will fall on our former president's birthday, August 4th. Marshawn Lynch of the Oakland Raiders made the news as he sat down during the national anthem of a preseason NFL game. The man considered to be the fastest man in the world, Usain Bolt, was injured in Jamaica during what was called the final race of his career. Apparently, some drug dealers had a free giveaway day to allow people to sample their drugs and 16 people overdosed on a bad batch of heroin. Bruno Mars reportedly donated $1 million from his Michigan concert to the Flint water crisis. And now trending in the news, there was a disastrous event in Charlottesville, Virginia, that killed one person and injured 19 as 20-year-old James Fields rammed his car into a group of people peacefully protesting against a white supremacist rally. Fields has been arrested and charged with second-degree murder, three counts of malicious wounding, and failing to stop at an accident that resulted in death. People there said that it was terrifying as bodies were flying and they described it as a violent attack. And following that attack, Fields put his automobile in reverse and just drove off. I also read that the suspect's former teacher says he idolized Hitler. So this is really sad and it's heartbreaking. The hatred that has been bred and nourished in our country is more and more evident. And I don't know the solution, but there has to be a turning point. I know the history of hatred is built on decades of bigotry, prejudices, and 
idiotic ideologies. And I find it more than ridiculous that the intellect of the human mind has not found a way to overcome such stupidity. The story really doesn't end with the incident itself because many people are critical of how President Trump's response um, to the incident, of course, which he posted on Twitter, condemned the, quote, violence on many sides. Since he is so good at firing people, I'm thinking he needs to fire whoever is in charge of taming his tongue and approving his public pronouncements. Experts and analysts believe that the rise in hatred and white supremacy is a direct result of the election of Donald Trump as president. And while I'm on the topic of hatred and violence, a video was circulating on Facebook that a woman recorded of a brutal incident involving police brutality. I mean, I literally watched this video through tears. So I'm not going to talk a lot about it. I'm pretty sure the video won't be up long. But if you do want to see it at your own risk, it is posted on my website, which is www.talkingwitht.com under today's show tab. Don't touch that dial. I'll be back in a while after this week's segment of I'm Just Saying by Professor J. What's going on? It's your boy, Professor J, with this edition of I'm Just Saying. And, of course, it is August, and like many of my colleagues, I just completed my first week back to school for this uh, this school year, and let's just say that I am excited about the opportunity to interact with a whole new group of young people this year, you know, and they're all excited with their new back-to-school outfits, their new back-to-school hairdos, their fresh packages of notebook, paper, pens, pencils, binders, and they have come ready to learn. But let me just kind of throw this out here. I'm a little perplexed. I'm a little flabbergasted because on August 21st, we are having a major eclipse that's going to affect a lot of the United States. Now, um, several of the districts in my state are allowing the students to be out for the day. They're canceling classes altogether. Other districts are counting that as an excused absence. I'm still trying to figure out why my district has not come to a consensus, come to a decision as far as what we're going to do with this major event. All right, so first of all, let's just go ahead and say the nice little educator reason for, you know, making adjustments in the school schedule is that it's going to be a learning experience for our students. But as a high school teacher, um, you know, it'll work wonders for the science teacher Being an English teacher, on the other hand, I don't know if I'm going to be able to find any poems that would deal with the eclipse and all such as that in order to incorporate it into my lesson. And furthermore, uh, knowing my students like I know them, as soon as darkness comes upon the earth and it looks like gloom and doom, everybody's going to go into an uproar and going to be ready to go home. And everybody's going to be calling them, Mama, it's dark outside. Come get me. And it's like 1 o'clock. Okay. So let's just squash all the drama all together, and let's just all be at the house and enjoy the eclipse from the comfort of our home, whether it's getting those nice little glasses, watching it on TV, or just observing the eclipse in the well-lit confines of our living room. 
I'm still trying to figure this thing out. Because like I said, my school district has not come to a decision as far as what they're going to do. So I'm going to need the people to hurry up. I mean, I wouldn't be mad if they canceled school for the day. You know, let me do some professional development at the house on eclipses and how I can incorporate that into my instruction. But anyway, that's just my take on this forthcoming natural event that is no doubt going to be quite a conversation piece for quite a while. This has been your boy, Professor Jay, and I'm just saying, I'll holler. I'm excited to have our top investigator, most often instigator, P.I. Pam, on today as we cover this week's Crazy Chronicles. And, you know, there's no shortage of stories for the Crazy Chronicles. But I'm going to start with a story out of West Texas where a robbery suspect is in custody after he fell asleep at the crime scene. Now, he had bound his roommate, demanded money, and then I guess at some point he went to sleep, and while he was sleeping, the victim managed to get free around 4 o'clock that morning and called the police. So I'm, um, one, curious about how he thought he was going to get away with it in the first place because it was his roommate. Was he going to leave he, him tied up forever? He obviously lived there, right? So, and then he get tired mm-hmm. from tying him up? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm puzzled by this. That's how it landed in the crazy chronicles. So I'm going to need, uh, you know, one of our teachers told us that if you're going to be a criminal, you really need it to be intelligent. So everybody in the class, regardless of your path, needed to make sure you had a quality education. And I see what she's talking about now because I don't understand how you're going to commit a crime and fall asleep at the crime scene. So we're not condoning or promoting criminal activities by any means, but this story as well as a couple of other books we're going to share, uh, we're going to give you some tips, uh, criminals. One, make sure you're alert. Um, I don't know if you need some no-dose or five-hour energy or whatever, but you, you're you bound to get caught if you fall asleep at the crime scene. And then my next story still has my mouth open, and I'm trying to figure out how this Chick-fil-A uh, uh, manager fell for the okey-doke because he got a call from a man claiming to be the CEO of Chick-fil-A and that the store owed money to the corporate office. So the store manager was told to collect the cash from the registers and the safe and then to drive to a nearby convenience store to purchase Green Dot prepaid debit cards. Flag. Okay. And then read the serial numbers to the CFO over the phone. Flag. Flag. Now, yeah, it's like unclear how much the Chick-fil-A manager actually spent because he had to drive to several stores to purchase these Green Dot cards. And the manager is cooperating fully with the investigation, but I know you got to feel some kind of way after being scammed like that. Over the phone, I mean, people worry about somebody breaking in the store physically, holding them at gunpoint and things like that. But you going to let somebody trick you out of all your store's money over the phone with some green dot cards? Okay, let's, okay, let's think this through. And, and, and then... They just needed to demote the manager, put him back on waffle fries, because he obviously 
can't, he can't be responsible for the for the Nuggets. They too too good. He he. I don't know what he needs to do, but he, that's awful. Who he he has to be a little slow. He has to be. And I'm saying he, but you know that's a generic pronoun because I'm not sure um, who it was. Uh, if it was a male or female, and at this point, oh no, no, that, really that sounds that, that sounds that sounds all like a man, huh? You know, we've been asked too many questions. Well, what 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 you need that green green dot? I, what's a green dot? I ain't going to get no green dot. Who is it? You need to quit playing on the phone. Whoever this is, you know, we wasn't letting that we wasn't gonna let that slide. That was definitely a man. <laughs> you know, because I think I would have been first of all if I'm a manager at Chick Fil A. I probably would know the CEO's name. Right. And so my first question is, and sir, who are you? Because you're calling from corporate office, right? And then my next question is about these green dot cards. Like, I've never heard of such. And I'm going to read these numbers off. Of, anyway, it's just crazy altogether. I don't see how they do you right. You're right, Pam. Waffle fries it is. You yes. know. <laughs> and then off and on, we hear crazy stories involving Uber. And this time, there was a 38-year-old driver and a 56-year-old passenger who got into a fight in Florida because the passenger didn't like the route the driver was taking. And so then the driver pulled over. They got out the car and got into a fight. So evidently, though, and, and this far isn't funny. The driver punched the passenger so hard that he didn't regain consciousness and was hospitalized with serious brain trauma. What is crazy is the whole fight. So I want to know if there are rules to this Uber thing. Um, if I want the Uber driver to turn left and he wants to turn right, do they have some rules that apply to how I can be driven home or to my destination. Do you know? Yeah, I don't know. It looks like when you catch a Uber or a cab or something, you don't tell you don't be a backseat driver. If if you want to go your route, you need to drive your own car. Well that's one way to look at it, P. I. Pam, but my thing is if I'm paying my money and I wanna circle the block three times for good luck before <laughs> you drop me off that should be my choice. Well, they need to make this clear because these yeah, complications, uh, uh, we can't have this kind of foolishness and uh, carrying on because this man is unconscious. And I don't know, he might actually still be in the hospital because this story wasn't that long ago. But the fact that he pulled, if somebody pulls over to fight me, I best know I'm about to come correct because that means they're not playing. Right. Yeah. They're not planning. And then, and then they steal your ride. What you going to do after you, <laughs> the next ride was the ambulance? So. Y'all was going to say what you, exactly. I was going to say, he had a ride after that. Okay, now, I hope you're ready for my final story in today's Crazy Chronicles. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Let me promise that. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, because it's going to start off normal, all right? And, you know, we've had stories, of course, where we've had fires. Now, this might even be a little more crazy than the one we had on the 4th of July where the man was trying to kill, what was it, uh, some bees, the bees nest that yeah. was in his garage with the firecrackers and burning his house down. Burn the whole house down. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. So this story, the apartment building is in Orange County, Florida, was gutted by fire. And they said, you know what I mean? Like these people literally lost their homes. The crazy thing is the residents were in there burning candles and sage trying to ward off evil spirits when they burnt the house down. I don't know if they had their eyes closed because, again, this is why I get confused. (laughs) Right. I I have a candle, okay? How many candles did they have to burn down? Okay, go ahead. No, that's that's a part of my question is how many candles and were they – like spread out all over the house or I'm just first of all I need the recipe for warding off evil spirits <laughs> if, if if you know with the candles and sage and where they have to be if I'm in the house with the candles and maybe one kind of maybe the evil spirit started but never mind I just feel like I don't that it when it got to the point where something caught on fire that maybe you're going to turn on the water or uh, stop, drop, and roll or whatever you need to do. Like, it gutted their residence. And then I feel sorry for people when they lose their homes to fire, but particularly in an apartment complex or duplex when someone else is sharing that same property and they lose their home as well because somebody did something foolish. You know how people might fall asleep with a cigarette or this or that. And Mm -hmm. now these people, whoever the neighbors were in this apartment complex, lost their homes too because people, maybe they were the evil spirits. I don't know. Um, But I was just thinking this. Yeah. Like I said, no shortage of stories that land in the crazy chronicles. And, Pam, I just can't wait to see what we have next week. You know it's going to be crazy, and I can't wait to tell it. All right, now. Well, wow. It looks like once again, we've come to the end. I want to remind you that I am still taking nominations for Hometown Heroes and Tees Top Teams. So if you want to help me celebrate positive people doing good things, visit the website and make a nomination. You can listen to Talking With T anytime on Blueberry, SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Speaker, or Google Music. New shows will continue to drop each Monday. Now you can visit the webpage and the latest edition of Talking With T will pop up for your listening. In the meantime and in between time, subscribe to Talking With T Daily, the online daily newspaper to get your daily scoop of trending news and find out what we're talking about. On that note, I'll end with a quote. Knowledge knocks on the door of action. If it receives a reply, it stays. Otherwise, it departs. Remember where you heard the word and keep the peace until next week. You've been listening to Talking with Tea.